In the name of God, the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Before I begin today, we, we have new guidelines from the diocese about COVID precautions. And the new guidelines are this, if, you, if, if you're vaccinated, uh, we're asking everybody to wear masks on entering the building. And if you're vaccinated, once you take your seat, you may take your mask off. Please, uh, uh, this is if you're vaccinated. Please do wear it for singing and for the reception of, uh, of, of Holy Communion. Uh, and, and then we still need to observe the other things, social distancing and so forth. Today is the Feast of Corpus Christi. All throughout uh, the liturgical year, we've been celebrating moments in the life of the Lord, culminating in his death and his resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the whole story is summed up in the name of God, the Holy Trinity. We have the Father who sends the Son in the power of the Spirit and who communicates uh, the life of the Son in the, in the power of the Spirit to us. And, and then, so we celebrated last week the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. And then, um, particularly in those congregations, those churches that have their roots in the Anglo-Catholic tradition of Anglicanism, as does this cathedral, um, Bishop Doan, was, who was the first bishop of the Bishop of Albany, and, had the vision for this cathedral was a um, very dedicated to the ideals of the Anglo-Catholic movement, which is to recover the fullness of the sacramental worship of the church. In that tradition, and also in the Roman Catholic Church, the first Sunday after Trinity Sunday is the Feast of Corpus Christi. It's the Feast of the Body of Christ. So that's what we're celebrating today. We're celebrating the Feast of the Body of Christ. And at the end of the service, there'll be some really benediction of the Blessed Sacrament and for those that are able to join a procession. So there are three ways in which we use the term, the body of Christ. Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. So the first way we use this term is just to refer to the, to the carpenter's son from Nazareth, uh, the, son of, the son of Mary, um, uh, very God of very God, the only begotten son of the Father, who for us and for our salvation became incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, his mother, and was made man. Our faith is not a faith about man's laborious ascent to God. It's a faith about God's incredible descent to us in incalculable generosity and mercy. Taking upon himself, the only begotten Son of the Father, the eternal word of God's love, taking upon himself uh, our flesh, not, as the fathers say, converting divinity in, into humanity, but, but, but taking our humanity up into his divinity. He's come to cleanse uh, and to heal and to transfigure and transform our humanity and to give us a new kind of human life which he brings forth in great victory from the grave which comes at the price of the cross and which he breathes into us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we come to the Eucharist, we come to be, 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 be taken up by him uh, into his transfigured humanity and to participate in his great outpouring of love 
completely giving himself to us for the Father's sake and to the Father for our sake, and be presented uh, as part of uh, his people, his offering, uh, eternally. Um, So the body of Christ is the body of the crucified, risen, ascended, interceding, coming again, Lord. And in the Holy Eucharist, we are, we are, we are taken up into that mystery. And we, don't we pray this, that he may dwell in us and we, indwell, we may dwell in him. Um, so the first sense of the body of Christ and what we contemplate on this day is the incredible mystery of God himself coming amongst us. He tabernacled, he, he pitched his tent amongst us, the scripture says. So that's, first of all, the body of Christ. Then on the night in which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus Christ took the bread and he took the wine and he made them into a, the Greek word is an amnesis. An unforgetting would be the literal translation. Um, It means um, that something God has done in the past breaks into the future in such a way as to create a new reality for us and a new future for us. This is, this is the way the Jewish people think about celebrating their deliverance from Egypt when they celebrate the Passover meal. And we say in the Holy Eucharist, in the body and blood of Christ, in the Corpus Christi in this sense, Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. And as Martin Luther says, uh, both in the words of the scripture and in the abiding presence of Christ in the sacrament, He makes himself havable. Literally, we can reach out and take him to ourselves. And as we take him to ourselves, he takes us to himself in order to cleanse us, in order to heal us, in order to make us new, in order to make it possible for us to be fit for eternal fellowship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that great divine community of love. So first there's, there's, there's the crucified, risen, ascended, coming again, Lord. That's the body of Christ, mystery of the incarnation. Then there's the mystery of Christ's abiding, pez- abiding presence in and through the sacrament. All, almost all Christians believe that Christ is really and truly present in the Holy Communion. Uh, Roman Catholics believe this. The Orthodox believe this. Uh, Lutherans believe this. Uh, There's the famous story about Luther debating Zwingli, and uh, Zwingli doesn't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, and and Luther is listening to Zwingli's speech, and he's carving in a desk, and when when he gets done, they look to see what he's carved. He's carved, hoc est corpus meum, this is my body. Queen Elizabeth says, he was the word that spake it, and what the word did make it, I do believe and take it. So there's the mystery of the abiding presence of Christ in the sacrament of the altar. And then there's, then there's this most, in some ways, the most astounding mystery of all, which is that Christ has come to make us like he is. He's given his abiding presence to us to make us like he is. He abides his presence in the words of the scripture all the way through from Genesis to Revelation, and he abides in the bread and the wine and in the other sacramental actions of the church, and he abides in his people who are the body of Christ. 
And there are many names for the church. The Fellowship of the Holy Communion. Uh, uh, the Company of Saints. The Body of Christ. St. Paul says, ye are the Body of Christ. And each one of ye are individually members of it. Think of this mystery, this us poor, frail, stumbling, falling, by God's grace, getting up again, people. We are Christ's abiding presence in the world. At the heart of the church, there's the sacramental pulse of the abiding presence of Christ in the Holy Communion. So that the church can fulfill its mission to be the abiding presence of Christ in the world. That the world might be cleansed, that the world might be healed, that the world might be transfigured and transformed. And that all God's wayward children that be lost and cast abroad in this wicked world might be brought home. So we're going to end the service today with uh, a service of contemplation. The purpose of the sacrament is it should be used. The purpose of the sacrament is to nurture us with the life of Christ. We're, 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 it's food and we're meant, we're meant to feed upon it. But it is need and right now and then to stop and to contemplate these great mysteries. The mystery of the word of God's love become flesh in Jesus Christ the Lord. The mystery of the abiding presence of Christ uh, in the words of the scripture and in the sacrament of the altar and the mystery of the abiding presence of Christ in his people, in his body, uh, the church. And even on a normal Sunday, it's, it's meet and right to pause just for a moment before you consume the host or, the, or, or when we are able to drink the cup to do that again. And just, and just think for a moment about this great thing. St. Augustine says it this way, you are to become you are to become this great mystery that lies upon the altar. You are to become this thing that you take in your hand, this mystery you take in your hand. So at the end of the service today, we're going to have uh, some time to contemplate the mystery of Christ's body in all three uh, of its uh, forms, but especially in the, in the sacramental presence. And then we're going to have a procession. For those of you that are able, please join us. We're going to go outside and walk around the block. We're going to have a procession. And we're going to enact our identity as the body of Christ, bearing Christ to cleanse, heal, bless, and transfigure the world. In the name of God the Father and of the Son. And